0: Welcome to the fifth episode of Roofing Stories. Uh, this time we have, uh, William Campbell, who is the owner of All or Not in Construction. Somebody who has been, you know, in roofing before, and then he decided to start his own company. And his company currently has four locations, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Uh, we operate in four states. We have three four locations. Four
0: states. With three locations. Amazing. And he's gonna tell us more about his, uh, you know, insurance restoration strategies. And I know many roofers struggle with, um, with restoration and insurance, and some say that it's a long process. Some say it's a short process. But you know, could you introduce yourself? You know, we we spoke a little bit before the we went live. You know about your story. You know, from Walmart to have, to being a roofer to leaving the company to making your own. Could you give us some background information on that?
1: Uh, yeah, um, yeah, we mentioned those previous jobs, but uh, yeah, yeah, I uh, I started All or Nothing Roofing back in 2020, uh, end of the year. Um, you know, and, uh, basically focus on insurance restoration and, and mostly asphalt shingles. Uh, mm-hmm. currently we're getting into the commercial side of things a lot more here this last year, uh, which has been great. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned, I, I we were just talking about one of my first jobs. you know, I, I didn't always, I was not always in roofing, uh, yeah. you know, work at Walmart, Hy-Vee and, you know, do all of that. Um, you know, and then when I finally decided to get into roofing, it was because I was broke. I mean, I was, I had just dropped out of college. Um, and so, you know, I was looking at what to do to make some money. And my buddy, um, Quentin, shout out to Quentin, uh, he came to me one day and was like, listen, man, you seem miserable. Uh, you should come do what I do. Like, I sell roofs and I have a good time doing it and I'm making good money. Uh, at the time, you know, when I was what? like 20 years old you know the the company that we went to work for only paid $900 a roof flat rate mm-hmm. no matter how sad no matter how big it was if it was 50 squares 900 bucks if it was 15 squares 900 bucks um so at the time i thought i was making great money <laughs> and then i realized you know about about a year in well man you're getting getting the short end of things here you know you need to find a new company to work for um so and work with so um Started working for a, a different company that I I won't name here, uh, but I I yeah. worked there for you know just over a year. Um, did really really well. I mean I I made way more money than I had been you know even I was going to.
2: You muted. Mm-hmm.
1: I got to have a phone call. call it. Put it put it on your yeah. answer. Um, <laughs> nice. But. Um, no, I made great money there uh until the end of it when winter hit basically they they terminated my contract and held all the commissions that were unpaid. It was half a million dollars in unpaid commissions right so fifty grand or so um which obviously is a lot of money, but I had luckily saved up enough that I could start my own thing and I could fund i could fund you know the first five or six jobs and not have to you know worry about it um all that much right um, yep. so and i luckily I knew because of the the style um the style that you know of, of leadership and project management i guess the 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 duties we had right I knew everything from you know first inspection you know door knocking first inspection to ordering materials to building the estimates to you know invoicing everything so in my mind, I said you know if i can if I could do a million and a half here. You know, what can I do for myself, you know? And so that's, that's what started it all back then in 2020, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. So this
0: sort of, you know, company, I see that your company has been founded in 2020, right? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. On your profile. And uh, you're already in four different states, which is, you know, pretty much one state each year. Like that's some sort of explosive growth, at least in my, in my opinion, maybe maybe I'm mistaken. What is the reason why you guys grew so fast?
1: Uh, Part of it is connections. Uh, Obviously I I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, right? So I spent, you know, 22-ish years there. Uh, I I knew a bunch of people, right? And then when I moved to Des Moines uh, as part of when I went to work for uh, the second roofing company, um, you know, I obviously made a lot of connections there. Right. And part mm-hmm. of part of the, the group that I was I was working with there, you know, we were we were going to move to Kansas City and start this thing as a as a group. Right. Um And I ended up they ended up backing out like the week before we were supposed to pull the trigger on everything. I'd already signed a lease and everything else. So, you know, I, I was here. I had to be here, Um, you know, and then just you, with, with those connections uh and the crews I had developed relationships with and everything else, I already had the you know, the skeleton of it set, I just had to, to really, you know, uh, mm-hmm. execute on it. Yeah. So it, uh, it's been good. I mean, other than that, it's just licensing, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? We, we, um, because of the location of, you know, with Kansas city, uh, we have access to both Kansas and Missouri ex- yeah. extremely easily. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So
0: what was uh, the revenue? If you don't mind me asking in the first year and what is it now? And what is the main factor besides, you know, the experience you brought
1: to the revenue growth? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Year one, we did uh, Mm -hmm. 1.2 million. Um, Year two, we did 2.3 million. And last year in 2023, we did uh, 5.1 million. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it has been it's been amazing. I mean, there's been growing pains, obviously, with that kind of that kind of, uh, you know, explosion of business. but, yeah, no, it's been awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So
0: how does all or nothing construction currently generate leads? What would you say is the main factor of or, you know, way of getting clients for your company at the moment?
1: Uh, we bang doors. Huh? We, we knock on a lot of doors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. most of it is uh, door-to-door sales. Obviously, um, you know we use you know local service ads and such for, for mm-hmm. call in leads and whatnot uh but yeah i you know a vast majority of our business comes from knocking doors mm-hmm. Doing, mm-hmm. doing free inspections and then walking people through the insurance process yeah a yeah.
0: Uh, previous you know a uh, guest on uh, on the podcast, you know Trey, maybe you checked it out, maybe you didn't uh we discussed you know we both hate door knocking, you know i, I mean of course, but it seems to be your uh, primarily. You know lead generation source. How how do you, you know get these leads? You know, I mean, I imagine by knocking doors that's a harder way to sell than having an inbound lead from LSA. Or maybe I'm mistaken. Could you share how? What is the uh, main reason why you are so successful in door knocking?
1: So part part of the reason I'm so successful in door knocking areas because that's where I started. Right mm-hmm. when I when I started um, when I started started with Premier Roofing um, back in the day. And that's how they pay I mean, you, you didn't get leads. There was no leads. You, you went and you knocked doors. So that's yep. what I was introduced to, right? I was used to grinding out, you know, a hundred, 200 doors a day to, mm-hmm. to make bills. You know what I mean? Especially at paying $900 a roof, you got to really grind it out to, to make anything shake. So, um, yep. you know, that's, that's what I was accustomed to. That's what I was originally trained in, which is why, which is why we're so good at it. Um, now, honestly, I, I love local service ads. I I do. Uh, they're (laughs) great. And I wish, and I, and as we are in business, our phone will ring even more just from the reputation. Right. Um, but door knocking is the most direct marketing that you could ever do. Right. You're getting a customer who, you know, wants your service, right. Because who's going to turn down a free inspection, right? Obviously some people will, right. People, and they do, right. But, In reality, that's because they don't know you or they don't trust you or whatever. But most people, you know, if you have, you know, any any kind of charisma or you can, you know, like smile and nod and, you know, get through the interaction, it's a free inspection. If they have any reason to suspect that there may be even a little damage, why wouldn't I take this opportunity to get my free inspection? Mm -hmm. Right. And we we operate in storm in a like heavy storm markets. Um, so we get storms every year, if not every other year, typically that are fairly large, right? And multiple multiple times a year. Yeah. So the the chances that they have damage is going to be high. Especially we're we're utilizing software like Hail Trace and such, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, and RoofLink has their own weather tracking data, uh, our CRM um, that help us, you know, do that more accurately, but. I mean, it's it's as direct as it gets.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, do you think you know that um, as we move in the future, these online ways of getting clients will increase or decrease, or how, what is your stance currently on using those digital platforms for promoting your business? Do you think that door knocking is where it ends, you know, the the main traffic source, or do you think uh, that there is something with this whole marketing thing because you know, I imagine your DMs are getting getting flooded daily by marketing, I mean, marketing guys.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. Marketing guys reach out. Yeah. Ten times a day it seems like, but um, no marketing. Is, I mean, marketing has its place, right? Brand recognition is huge. Um, like you, you, people have to know who you are before you even approach the door, right? That makes it even easier for us to go door knock, right? They've seen our sign on the interstate. They've, you know, seen They've heard our voice or seen our logos on the TV, or whatever, right? Because we do we do these things for marketing as well. Um, but, you know, the guys who go. I think that door knocking is always going to have its place because the guys that are the hungriest are going to go find the business. They're not going to wait for it. You know what I mean? And that's yep. that's what we like to see when we bring somebody on. Is we want them to go find it. Right. Go, yeah, I go mean, hard be hungry. it definitely builds,
0: World you know, door knocking uh, definitely builds confidence, I would say, and probably improves the sales skills the most. right? Because, 100%. you know, you get instantly, you get the prospect and you need to sell him right here and then. And I imagine it can be stressful, but it builds the best sales guys you can have, right?
1: Well, and it, it does. But the thing is, too, is we're not high pressure sales guys, right? Yes. We're not out here to, you know, pressure somebody into working with us we are offering a free inspection and we're educating them right hey this is the kind of damage you have this is what's typically looked for we believe this will get approved Mm -hmm. right Uh, we're not we're not adjusters you know we don't we don't read policies don't do any of that but we've got a pretty good eye for what's damaged by a storm and what's not right um so you know that's yeah, that's that's our thing. That's
0: you're big over. into insurance, and as you said, you do everything insurance related, and insurance restoration is your primary, you know, way of doing things, right? And I know many of roofing contractors struggle with insurance. Could you rank your top five insurance companies to work with?
1: Top five insurance companies to work with. Yeah, yeah. Um, shoot.
2: Which Chub one of the best and Chub easiest?
1: Chubb Insurance is always number one. I mean, anyone who's worked with Chubb knows that you don't. It's it's the smoothest process in the world. Okay. Uh, of the of the typical insurance companies, though, that people have, um, right now, and this this is probably controversial outside of, I guess, Missouri. <laughs> but I love Liberty Mutual, Safeco, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they've been the by far the best to work with. For mm-hmm. us personally. Yep. Um, other than that, I mean, they're, they all kind of fall in the same category, man, which other than State Farm, which <laughs> is just horrible, uh, they all kind of fall in that range. And it really depends on the adjuster, it depends on the supervisor, you know, and they can uh, on how far you're going to get. We, yeah. we make it a point, like I said, we educate homeowners throughout the entire process and, and explain to them what their rights are. You know, mm-hmm. as far as we are allowed to within the law, right? Yep. Um, because there are laws that govern this, this whole industry, obviously. So homeowners, once they're told about their right to appraisal, meaning if there's a disagreement between the contractor and the insurance company on the cost or the total price, then a third party can decide that. That's usually the way the route they go because that, you know, obviously they, they rather do that than pay the difference.
2: Yeah. For sure.
1: Right. So, and, that, and that's worked very well for us to utilize that and, and actually push things all the way through the process, mm-hmm. not just settling for whatever insurance dictates is going to be approved. Yeah.
0: So, from a time that uh, you suggest, obviously, uh, somebody to go through insurance and have their roof restored uh, to actually doing the work and getting it approved. By the insurance, how long does it usually take? Do you struggle with insurance companies, or you are able to, you know, get it sold as quickly as possible? Because you know, from my knowledge with the clients I work for, the time is around two months until they get the cash for their work. So I'm not sure if these numbers are correct or not. But as somebody who special specializes in insurance, your times are probably way shorter.
2: No?
1: It it can vary. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's there's we have shoot we've got we've got some pretty large job i think there's around six hundred k that's tied up and has been tied up for almost eight months right so sometimes it takes forever all right, right. i mean there's no no doubt about that right um, but majority of the time you know from start you know it, and obviously it depends on the adjuster and everything else and how you know busy they are but and how you know aggressive we are as contractors but from start to finish from inspection to adjuster appointment to you know signing the contract I mean a couple weeks and then yep. from there to actually building, right? A week or two. And then from there, you already have the first check typically before the work starts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're getting a portion of it up front. Now the the depreciation, the, the supplements, you know, if you're if you're not agreed to on the price, all that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, dude, I have I have over a million and a half dollars in accounts receivable. That's, mm-hmm. you know, over, over 60 days. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a, that's, that's the constant problem with insurance restoration work. Right. Yes. Is that you, it, it's a cycle because you have to be aggressive. And you're, if you're not aggressive with your billing and your, and your follow up, well, you know, you're, you're going to be left hanging for a long time.
0: Yeah. So right. what I uh, noticed, and uh, what my clients are actually constantly saying, is that uh, they have really big cash flow struggles while waiting for insurance to actually approve it. Uh, what is your, you know, play? I mean, as 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 we said, right, you do insurance most of the times, so right? Right? Maybe. Was it eighty or ninety percent, uh, or maybe one hundred
1: percent? It's over ninety percent. Is in over ninety
0: percent. So how do you keep the cash flow going? You know, th- that's the biggest struggle I have with one of my clients, and they struggle to keep the cash flow going. You know, they are in a very, very bad spot. You know, we got them like twenty, thirty insurance roof replacements, but cash flow is absolutely horrible. Like, you know, he's waiting for this money, but there's no cash flow to keep the business going. You know, how do you? manage to keep your business running while actually doing insurance work 90% of the time?
1: Yep, cash flow is obviously that's always, I think that's I think that's pretty much every <laughs> roofer's number yep. one issue, when, especially when they're in insurance restoration, right? Um, and I, you know, jokingly, and, you know, and kind of seriously, sales fix all issues, right? So mm-hmm. besides we're really good at generating sales, that's part of door knocking. We don't have a down season, yep. right? We might not be able to build all year long, but I'm still bringing in jobs and first checks from the insurance company all winter. Right. Oh. So there's no massive down there. There's, it slows down heavily, but there's not, you know, there's not, there's no dead season for us. <laughs> um, so that's part of it. Uh, but the other part of is, man, we're just on top of it. Right. We have, uh, we have our amazing office woman here, uh, Emily, she's, she's in here and she's following up with insurance every day, all day. That's what she does. <laughs> right. As far as, you know, Hey, where is the, you know, depreciation at? Where is this? Where is that? You know, have you added ice and water? Have you added this? Um, I will say part of our process to help eliminate some of the cash flow issues, uh, is that we are, and like I said, we're constantly following up, but when we have a disputed amount with insurance, so for instance, let's say, you know, let's say we've collected, you know, of, of a $15,000 job, right? Insurance is approved 15K. We've collected seven. But we're saying it's worth twenty, right? So we have a five thousand dollars difference. Yeah, we are pushing to collect that undisputed amount, of in anyways, right? Yeah, we may not agree on the price, but we have agreed on this last, you know, eight thousand dollars. So send me that eight thousand dollars while we argue for the rest, mm-hmm. right? Which has obviously that has helped us a lot because we're not yeah. just waiting for insurance to give us. That's definitely buy helpful,
0: here. you know, because any cash flow is beneficial. You know, I have a roofers who pay their, their workers, you know, 8K a month, right? Uh, I'm not sure if that's a good uh, pay grade, but that's, um, you know, that's how much it goes for, right? And uh, when you built uh, all or in construction, what was your biggest obstacle? You know, getting your company to what it is now, you know, four states, uh, three different companies, uh, right? Um, and what is your biggest, what was the biggest, you know, obstacle doing and getting to your point?
1: Uh, I mean it's cash flow cash flow is cash flow is number one right Because <laughs> yeah. part of it is as a new company, we don't have lines of credit like we, they're we have lines of credit, but they're not massive right yeah you know, these these fifty million hundred million dollar companies i mean shoot even you know even twenty million dollar companies who have been around for you know multiple ten ten plus years yeah they've got lines of credit with their banks and whatnot, and they can rely on those when there mm-hmm. are cash flow issues right yeah uh so cash flow is number one, I think the other the other Obstacle uh, would be just managing people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, getting getting processes in place while also growing. Um, you know, I, I, as you, you always hear, right? The the biggest downfall of a lot of companies is they grow too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so keeping that under control and trying to build a structure and processes all at the same time. Um, like I said, there was there was some growing pains last season. Um, you know, with, with subcontractors and just the the volume of work that we had to bring on and bring in. You know people to deal with that uh, obviously came with its own issues so yeah those those two things you know i mean just cash flow and then you know with the growth having an influence structure and processes as mm-hmm. we go uh, mm-hmm. and now that now they've been ironed out things are a lot smoother obviously Yeah.
0: so as a roofing uh, and construction company uh do you yourself prefer uh, an actual full-time employee uh, i think it's the eight employee or b9 uh you know, fix I me mean, if I'm wrong, but uh, or you prefer, yeah, w- you know, hiring w- subcontractors.
1: Like a W-2 or 1099?
0: W-2, okay, yeah. Do you prefer doing that uh, and having your workers under that or you prefer actually doing subcontractors?
1: So we have, we have both. Obviously we have like production managers, we have sales managers and such that mm-hmm. are W-2. They're okay. all W-2 employees. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our project managers are 1099 contractors. They have their own insurances. They have you know they they operate as a it's a partnership, right? Mm-hmm. They don't work yeah. for me. They work we work together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So
0: that's that's interesting. You know, usually uh, roofing when I spoke to them they do pretty much V V two all the way, right? For all of them and my clients actually do subcontractors only. So it's interesting to see that somebody is actually doing a mix of both. And you know, when it comes to your company, what are the plans in this year? I mean, we are still, you know, in Q1, right? But what is the plan by the end of the year for your company?
1: Um, this year, um, this honestly, this year we're focusing a lot on just getting things, getting things extremely efficient, right? Where we can, it's smooth, and we have all the, like I said, all those growing pains are are done. Um, you know, we anticipate going from five, like I said, around five point one million. Uh, to over nine million this year, just based mm-hmm. on you know re- recruiting because we would heavily recruited over the last few months, especially over the winter season. Uh, we've got a, a strong team of guys. We got I think we've got eighteen total guys um, yeah. that are be out here crushing it, knocking doors, and bringing in work as well as uh, implementing you know the different advertising strategies as well as connections we've made you know throughout the years. Um, so, uh, along with like I said earlier, we're pursuing commercial uh, quite quite a lot this year. Uh, yeah. So,
0: So you mentioned, you know, that you have, you know, now 18 employees, uh, correct? Uh, I mean, you're planning to get them onboarded, but uh, could you share your, you know, major, let's say, uh, advice and tips on how to hire good people? You know, I know many people struggle with hiring proper uh, people in their business, and then it usually ends up being their downfall because they hire bad people, and hiring bad people can definitely destroy businesses, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. Um... Um, Yeah, so we have. So I mean, just to clarify, we have eighteen project managers. Those Mm -hmm. are all ten ninety nine, the ten ninety nine guys, right? Um, We've got five W two, W two guys here. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, as far as hiring goes, we have been blessed. I I, I can't say any other way. We indeed has not been good for us. All these you know recruiting sites and whatnot have not been have been very uh, unfruitful to say the least all of our good like hires that have stuck around that have been solid are organic right just people people that they know because we're trying to build a culture that's you know a place where people want to be um and it's it's i mean we're doing we're doing something right you know what i mean we've got 18 guys here most of which have been here for five you know four or five plus months uh we don't we're not having that turnover of constantly cycling out guys um and i and frankly i haven't had to invest a lot into indeed you know, other than outside of, you know, a few thousand dollars of trying to find yourself. But, uh, seems like people don't want to show up when you do indeed interviews, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they, I mean. you get, you know, you, you get like one out of every 10 shows up for the interview. And, mm-hmm. you know, when they hear, you know, the the nature of the, of the job, <laughs> they're in. not, not, not super interested. Yeah, You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, like I said, all, our hiring has been we've been blessed with some organic, some really yeah. good organic hires.
0: Yeah. But I mean, honestly, when somebody is ready to do door knocking, you know, uh, first thing you you for sure think he has confidence in whatever he does, right? So I think that's one of the main reasons why you have really high-quality employees. I mean, me personally, I couldn't be doing door knocking. I, I would hate it. So may, maybe some other people, you know, do that too. But it definitely takes some sort of the confidence to do, you know, yeah, nobody's going to say no to a free roof inspection, but it still takes some convincing. You know, it still takes, you know, time. And, you know, you can probably deal with some bad people, you know, that, get, that are going to get mad at you.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that. I yeah. mean, yesterday, uh, and it, and it got removed already. It, mm-hmm. Google is awesome about this kind of thing, but we knock doors. That's what we yeah. do. You know what I mean? If it's what we do. <laughs> so we got a we got a one star review um, because somebody, one of our guys, knocked a door, mm-hmm. uh, and the guy was unhappy. Right? I mean, you can't please everybody. He was just an yeah. unhappy, you know, older guy. And he left us a one star review, right? And obviously we didn't do work for the guy, it was it was taken down right away. But you deal with that all the time. I can't tell you how many times we've been cussed at, we've been yelled at, doors have been oh. slammed in our face. What was you the know, worst
2: I, worst thing you dealt with?
1: Oh, the worst one? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe you got shot? <laughs>
1: Oh, there's, there's, there's so many, man. I think the the one that comes to mind, right? It, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes you get, you get couples that aren't on the same page. Yeah. That's, that's one that'll get you, right? So we knock mm-hmm. on the door. Um, husband, we talk to him at the door. Great guy. He's like, yeah, would, shoot. Yeah. Give me a free inspection. That sounds awesome. Um, uh, mm-hmm. as we're getting on the roof, the wife comes out, grabs my clipboard and launches it to the end of her driveway. And like you know, get get the on my roof, blah blah blah, blah just yelling at us. Obviously, oh, well. I mean, you get down and you leave, right? But you know, we have <laughs> we have things like that all the time. That's I, that's I can tell tons of stories. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you can feel free to say one more or two more. I mean, it's exciting, you know, to hear those things because you know, that's I guess the downside because you never know who opens your door, who opens the door, right? Uh, for sure, you know.
1: That's the, that's the exciting part. This is the exciting part? It's oh, a, wow! It's a, it's a new adventure every day. We when when our guys start, I mean, especially like our sales manager, most mm-hmm. most notably. I told him, I said, "Dude, this is this is treasure hunting, man. Like door knocking is like looking for treasure, right? You're Like you're, you're going and you're just following up on leads. You know, you're trying to find the damage to the roof. Right? Yeah, find find the hail damage. That's the treasure. Yeah. You know, And then from there, <laughs> it's easy, right? Like, hey, look, you've got X amount of damage. Here's some photos. Yes, things you get approved, no problem. Yeah,
2: you
1: know, they definitely understand it.
2: Yeah, so
1: yeah.
0: Uh, you mentioned that this guy gave you uh, a you know a one star review simply because you door knocked. I have a similar issue with the client actually three weeks ago. Uh, they went to inspect uh, their I guess fireplace or something like that. You know it was and the roof as well. And uh, because my client doesn't work with his insurance or credit provider, uh, he was he had to actually refuse the job. The guy goes on his LSA profile and gives him one star and calls him unlicensed, which is a big issue. So how do you right. get rid of these bad reviews? Because ultimately, as we can see, those people will give you a you know, one-star review simply because they're unhappy. How do you get rid of those?
1: So as, as I understand it, the best way is to simply report it to Google and don't respond to it until there's a decision made. Mm-hmm. right? Because in my experience, once you've responded to it, it's kind of it's there, right? You almost you almost cross reference your own bad review on you know to to make it stick. I'm not, I don't pretend to be a computer guy, okay? I don't know how <laughs> this all works, so I'm just yeah. This is just my thought process, okay? Because um, it's not the first time, right? It's not the first time we had someone who was unhappy that we knocked the door. At the end of the day, we just report the review as someone we didn't do work for. You know, it's a it's a it's either it either wasn't with our company or we didn't do work for them. Um you know is the report, and it disappears within twenty four to forty eight hours mm-hmm. uh, and if you i mean if you look on our google if you look on Google right now we have ninety three five star reviews yep right there's not not a single one we've mm-hmm. never had i mean we we 've also we do good work obviously as well right we we don't yeah. we don't have bad reviews, but the bad reviews that we have gotten are all from people who are you know we we either knock their door or we had one who did mistake us for a different company, um, you know, but like, it's things like that that are just like silly things, right? Nothing to do with the quality of work or, or anything like that. So, and if you can't get them to go away, you just respond to them politely. Hey, you know, I don't, I don't see your name in our system. Please reach out to our office. If you have any questions or concerns, we'd love to address it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, a bad review. doesn't necessarily mean a bad image. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, definitely. Responding to it can get yeah, but you in, the, in this case, you know,
0: in this case, it instantly led to a negative response, you know. Now, so basically, now yeah.
1: if, when you have when you have like legitimate slander, like saying you're unlicensed, you're, yeah. you're this, you're that, yeah, you call your attorney, yeah, and you send a letter.
2: Mm-hmm. Or two, yeah, that's actually
0: advice. Uh, advice, you know, I'll tell that to Robert. You know, because uh, he had a client yesterday scheduled inspection. Then he calls again. He wants to cancel it because he saw a review that called him unlicensed, and nobody wants to work with unlicensed contractors.
1: Now, if, now, if, depending on his state, and I don't know, right? He it's can Alabama. Respond, he can always respond to that with his license number.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Right? Typically, when you have a license, there's a license number to go with that. You can yep. respond to it and say something like. You know, here's our license number. I apologize, you know, that you you feel this way, however, this is not true. Here's our license number. Uh, you know, please go ahead and look us up. You yep, know, so yep. on and so forth.
0: So Makes that, sense. Yeah, that
1: would be that would be extremely frustrating. That would be super frustrating. I mean I, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I promise I did He
0: even you know, the worst part of all is that he definitely, you know, called him back and the guy was like, uh next time do better job of you know <laughs> Getting you know, working with companies and banks, man. People are sometimes weird, you know. And it's you know, I, I always said that working with people is the most difficult job
1: ever. You know, it's it's bound to happen. It's bound yeah. to happen, man. You 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 can't make everybody happy. And sometimes people have extra energy and they feel like going out of their way to make somebody's life miserable because <laughs> probably because they're having a bad day, right? Yeah. Like that's what I I try to chalk it up to. Like even even like when we're knocking doors. A lot of people hate it because you get told no over and over. Yeah. Like if someone's rude, they probably had a bad day. Yeah. Right. So like, whatever, just move on to the next one. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, same thing so, for that guy, but you just might have to <laughs> get in contact and schmooze him over a bit.
0: Yeah. Maybe may definitely to the worst. So, uh, during your time as the owner of the company, what would you say is your most proudest moment when you felt most proud as the
2: owner of this company?
1: Um, from a business standpoint, I think that personal and business. You can share both. Oh, I had man, personal is easy. We, my wife and I had our son uh, seven months ago. Congrats! So yeah, yeah, that's obviously that's the best personal moment. Uh, yeah, over the ever, mm-hmm. um, but as far as business goes, I think um, probably the first really big commercial contract that we signed. Uh, that was, it was year one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was. Awesome, right? Like, it's like you signed your first, like it was $820,000. It was a, that's... yeah, yeah, it was, it was nice. Um, it, <laughs> it took, you know, it took, took most of the year and it was my main focus, but, uh, to be able to do that the first year, you know, it was, it was like, uh, it was like confirmation from God for me. I was like, you, all right, like I, like I, I heard you, heard you loud and clear, man. I, uh, yeah I, I found it. So, mm-hmm. felt good. Yeah.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah. So, what was, uh, your, I mean, maybe I'm, you know, asking the same question because you already told me about this huge job. Was that your biggest job ever? Or you had something bigger than that
1: in
2: your career? Um,
1: Revenue-wise, that's our biggest yeah. one to date. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We've got, obviously we've got some things in the pipeline that are over a million dollars and that's, you know, you know, God willing, we'll, we'll get those contracts as mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, that's our biggest total job, you know, total number to date. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Definitely,
0: definitely. So... But as you know, you know, I already asked you about the revenue goals. But do you have uh, something in in the mind when it comes to expanding to other states, or do you think you'll be sticking to grow slow so you don't
1: mess up something? Oh yeah, man! If I can show you, let's see, can I flip the camera on here? Yeah, I think you can. Probably, maybe. No, I can't. That's okay. I I've got we've got a whole map over here, man. We're we're uh, you know over the next ten years, I've got kind of a uh, like a future offices map here on my wall mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. we're, I mean, we're looking to expand. You can turn
0: the camera we, around and then you can show it.
1: Yeah. We, I think. So we, I mean, it's, it's, it's far away. I'm not going yeah. to, okay. but we're, we're looking at like Oklahoma, Texas, Tennessee. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we want to, want to expand, expand South. So we can keep that, you know, it's warm, man. That crazy volume down there. Uh, we yeah. keep, keep working on it all year round um, and then just expand into states that, like Tennessee, specifically because it's a matching state, right? I yep. want to operate in states where it's uh, beneficial for us to do insurance restoration and, Absolutely. and be successful there. So,
0: so uh, if you, because you are already expanding and you have this idea of expanding to different states and stuff, uh, what would you say is the best state for roofing and what is the worst state for roofing and why, obviously?
1: It depends in what way you're asking, brother. If you're talking <laughs> about total volume, Texas is where it's at, man. Texas, you, you get, you know what I mean? They get big hailstorms and they get multiple, multiple, multiple times per year. Uh, so Texas Colorado, the best? Texas and Colorado, man, that's that's where it's at. If you're looking for volume, yeah, mm-hmm. Texas and Colorado. Don't get me wrong, I, I love the Midwest. You know, that's yeah. Colorado's part of that and we, we plan to expand there as well eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, I work with uh, Three clients from denver they, they've been yeah. crushing it and you know i'm and,
1: sure i'm sure they I'm sure their leads list is just it's yeah. going crazy so
0: but what surprised me is Birmingham definitely in Alabama it's been crushing it, but I cannot really compare Colorado yet because season is starting around fifteenth of March right, so right. it's really not comparable, but we'll see when the season really starts there, but I trust your opinion on that, and now i'm excited for March because it's been quite slow at the moment
1: yeah yeah it's oh it'll, it'll pick up buddy. we've got. We're just getting into the season. People are just starting to just come off the winter, you know, and and the weather is going to start coming in like crazy mm-hmm. here in the next two three months. So April, yeah, and when April comes around, that's when it starts to get really fun.
2: Oh, okay, that's that's
0: exciting because you know uh, I've been running this company for like a year, uh, but I have started in November, and that's already when the season is closing down. You know, uh, right. there is there is really no. Uh, there's no really uh, a lot of jobs, you know, everything slows down, we cut the budgets and so on, but I'm really excited to see how it's going to go, you know, this year in April, right? And what is the worst state for roofing?
1: Oh, man, I don't know. I'm sure a state where the weather is all the same. Arizona? Uh, Alaska? I have, I, have, I, have no, I have no idea, right? So I'm, I'm just guessing. Yeah. I'm sure Alaska is yeah. not very fun to work in either.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's a I bit would, too I far, would. you know. Got across the Canada, like it's it's horrible for expansions, no? Right. So, yeah, I mean, um, so if you had to pick another um, sphere of doing, you know, would you pick remodeling or construction what, or maybe concrete, something like that? You know, what would you pick if you had to expand your business? Uh, Where would uh, you expand it? what what niche
1: new new construction new construction i mean building you know custom homes and and uh you know i'd love to get into like hanging steel and building bridges and all that kind of stuff as mm-hmm. as the years go on obviously that's some that's, government fork that's way off in the future mm-hmm. sure man yeah that's there's big money in all of that you know yeah, um, yeah. so i mean that's that's way yeah. in the future, obviously.
0: Yeah. So I already asked you know, uh, before, but uh, I also asked uh, the per- previous guest about this. But if you had to rank all lead generation for roofing companies, uh, door knocking, referrals, uh, Facebook ads, Google ads, organic, and uh, lead generation sites such as Yelp, HomeAdvisor, and others, how would you rank them? Obviously, we know that door knocking is at the top for you, but yeah, besides door that-
1: Door knocking is number one for me. Uh, yeah. Other than that, local service ads have been phenomenal. I mean, they've okay. been, they have been—they really have been really good. Uh, just for the, just as far as the cost, and cost perspective, yeah. I mean, you're getting, you know, there was one, there was one month where we had, you know, like 80 plus, 80 plus call-in leads, right? Yep. like, and that happens for, like fairly often in the middle of the season. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and don't be wrong. You know, some of them, some of them are for things we don't like. We don't maybe take on. Like it'll be, you know, a, a run of gutters or or you know, a a piece of siding or a whatever. But a lot of the time, we can turn those into full roofs because if they want yeah. their gutters done and they want two or three runs of gutters done, well, that's more than a deductible. And if we go out there and if we look at a house and they've mm-hmm. got hail damage to it, yeah, go ahead and file the claim. I, you can always upsell it. I would go I would go as far to say as gutter leads with local service ads are like a, a hidden gem of roofing because oh, well. with insurance restoration. Because you go out there, you say, hey, I'm going to be out there. I'll inspect the property for you and not a problem. I'll take all your gutters. While I'm up there, I'll look at the roof too. Mm-hmm. You're already up there. You yeah. show them pictures. You come down. Hey, for less than you would pay me out of pocket, you can file a claim. And insurance would cover this. You pay you know, a thousand dollars for your deductible or whatever it is, right? Depending on what their deductible is, um, yeah. and you know, you pay a thousand dollars for this deductible. Well, shoot, this this job would cost fifteen hundred bucks, mm-hmm. right? For gutters, you might as well get the roof and gutters done for the same for less than that for a thousand, mm-hmm. right? So that that's part of the sell. It's, it's a no brainer. You know, for less than yeah. you would pay anyway, like let's get the whole thing done.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm unable and gut rats for all my clients
1: now, I guess. <laughs> all right. Telling, and, I, hey, listen, if, if they know how to sell it, I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. I'm telling you.
0: Robert constantly does that in Birmingham. I mean, he's my most successful client, you know, in January and February head over like 200 leads from LSA. And, you know, it's Birmingham. He has only one company in Alabama. So I definitely think he does something right here. You know, he always tries to upsell. And while he's speaking to somebody, he's Googling their name. And in some cases, these guys are doctors or something like that. And then he says, are you a doctor by chance? And that it just builds connection after connection. I mean, I guess he's a good salesman then. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, uh, another question I have for you is if you – had an advice uh, and what advice would you give to your younger self you know somebody who's just starting the company right now and then what is the biggest advice that would be a game changer
2: for younger William like six years ago
1: Uh, for for a younger William um, get an accountant on the first day Uh, Mm -hmm. that's number one so it doesn't matter how much money you make if you can't track it right Um, and then just Probably patience, man. Honestly, that's my thing is I, I wake up and I, I'm on, use it on 10. Like from, I wake up at, you know, four thirty 5, 5.30 in the morning and I'm at the gym and then I work all day and I, I I'm i in love with progress. Like I love progress. That's what my passion is. Mm-hmm. And just so seeing it grow is fun for me. It energizes me. So that's, you know, just being patient. I think that's the big one. Mm-hmm.
2: So patience is the key, right?
1: Pay Patience is the key to doing this and, and doing it in a way that's stable, mm-hmm. right? You can't, you, you know, it's like, it's, it's control. It has to be controlled growth. You can, mm-hmm. you can grow fast, but you got to control that growth and make sure that you have processes and, and, you know, structure in place so that as you continue to grow, things don't get mut like really messy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because you know, if you don't have the processes, you'll get lost.
0: Yeah. So, uh, something, you know, that, uh. The way I like to end this podcast and uh, something I forgot to ask my previous guests, but uh, what is your question for our next guest? I mean, you don't know his name, you don't know anything about him, but what would you ask him if you had a chance?
1: Anything? I guess that would, that would, guess that would depend who it is, but my, my main Let's question. Let's see if it's our offer. I mean, yeah, the, the main question is if you're if you got your accounts receivable down to zero, yeah. let me know how you did it. <laughs> uh, that, that's always the biggest thing, dude. Cash flow, every person you talk to, you know, unless someone's really got it down. Yeah. And, and I want to talk to that guy if you, you know, if you talk to him, but cash flow is mm-hmm. always the biggest thing. You know.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, I'll
1: ask. It dictates everything.
0: I'll ask, you know, uh, Trust Roofing, because these guys seem to be doing quite well. They have like 70 million, and he's pretty young. He's like 26, and he's doing very well. 17 million, Florida. Pretty, pretty solid,
1: right? Florida, Florida's crazy, dude. You get, yeah. you get hurt. That that hurricane market, you get. Yeah. it. I mean, you're getting all kinds of. I'm trying to get
0: to stuff me stuff. in Mississippi market right now. Uh, you know, and Florida as well. We had a. Uh, no, I, I talked with a few companies, but I heard that Florida is a gold mine. I'm not sure, right? You know, I,
1: I we're quite new, the, right? If you got the licensing, if you got the licensing, yeah. Florida's a gold mine for sure.
0: For sure. Okay. So, Willem, thank you for being the guest. You know, I don't want to take more of your time. We've been going for around 45 minutes, but, you know, uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope that uh, I asked good questions. I mean, I'm I'm quite new to podcasting, so hopefully you don't mind, and hopefully you enjoyed the episode.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate it.